Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. This newest episode updates you on the performance of the global nutrition market leader, Glambia, and also provides you with some of my thoughts on why activist investors are targeting them. But before we get started, I would love if you took 44 seconds out of your day to leave a rating and review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Glambia had one of the best quarters of growth in recent history, so why isn't everybody celebrating it? On May 5th, 2022, Glambia updated the public markets by releasing its 2022 first quarter earnings report. So I'll be utilizing that financial information along with the earnings call commentary and kind of any relevant publicly disclosed information to provide an update on the recent performance of Glambia and specifically Glambia Performance Nutrition, but also utilize everything to provide insights about the global sports and active nutrition markets. So let's start with a quick update on the financial data. So wholly owned revenues were up 25% on a constant currency basis. This was comprised of pricing that was up 17% and volume being up 6.9%. Glambia also had an additional 1.1% positive impact from acquisitions during the year. For those that maybe are not too familiar with Glambia, it's made up of two wholly owned divisions. Let's cover Glambia Nutritionals quickly first because I don't particularly spend too much of my time personally on this division though it is extremely important to the overall business. Glambia Nutritionals is made up of two subdivisions, the U.S. cheese side and then nutritional solutions. Revenue was up 29.3% year-over-year on a constant currency basis from 18.8% pricing increase and volume increase of 9.4%. This division also benefited from acquisitions in comparatives of 1.1%. There was also a new acquisition announced. So on March 11th, 2022, Glambia acquired Sterling Technology for a purchase price of $60 million plus deferred consideration. Sterling Technology is said to complement the existing ingredient technology portfolio of the nutritional solutions subdivision, providing bioactive ingredients, which are mainly used in growing immunity and gut health segments, as well as in the pet nutrition market. Sterling Technology had 2021 revenue of $23.6 million, and the acquisition is expected to be margin accretive to the earnings in fiscal year 2022. So moving over to Glambia Performance Nutrition, that revenue was up 15.7% year-over-year on a constant currency basis, coming from strong pricing and volume increases at 13% and 1.7% respectively. They also benefited 1% from the acquisition of Level Up, an esports gamer nutrition brand that it announced its acquisition of in the middle of 2021. Now the Americas region, which makes up more than two thirds of the Glambia Performance Nutrition's total revenue, the Americas revenue growth was 13.8%, which was driven by good performance in sports nutrition, healthy snacking, and plant-based categories with key brands in those categories delivering good volume growth. The majority of price increases was also focused on those categories and the consumer response has been positive with strong consumption trends continuing in the current second quarter. Kind of on the other side of the coin, the diet category continued to experience headwinds, and this impacted consumption trends and revenue performance for the SlimFast brand. Now, International, which makes up the remaining kind of less than one-third of the Glambia Performance Nutrition total revenue in this quarter, 
the international side of the business, including the direct-to-consumer side of the international business, grew revenue by 20.1% year-over-year. Demand and consumption trends across key international markets remained robust, especially across performance nutrition categories. Pricing action to mitigate inflation has been taken globally across the portfolio. The European direct-to-consumer business has performed well in this period, delivering revenue growth as consumer demand for performance nutrition remained robust in core markets. Now, just want to talk about maybe a category update or breakdown of the categories here. On the performance nutrition side, which is mostly, uh, you know, primarily optimum nutrition, and as you're kind of maybe looking at the graphic on YouTube, you might be noticing a Glambia-owned categorical brand that's been left off. At least I am noticing it. Where is BSN in this? Was this a mistake by a lower-level analyst, or is something happening with the beleaguered brand? My longtime community members know I've been talking about the fall of BSN for years, and if you want to kind of check out a targeted piece of content with my thoughts, I'll pop up a video for you guys right here. I'll also leave the link to that content in this content's description. Not to derail this commentary, but I do feel like every other quarter a comment or a mission from Glambia has me on an Easter egg hunt with BSN. But the performance nutrition category, like I said, Optimum Nutrition makes up 51.3% of the total GPN revenue, 23% year-over-year growth in this category, and 15.8% U.S. consumption growth. Optimum Nutrition has benefited from its leading market position, ongoing marketing investment that includes the new proven campaign, expanded distribution, and it will also have new commercialized innovation across categories like hydration, plant protein, and RTD beverages. While a bit late, I'm really hoping that they put more resources towards the protein RTDs and leverage the gold standard trust in the global market. Now, the second category is healthy lifestyle, which is made up of brands like Think, Isopure, and Amazing Grass. This Category makes up 17.4% of the total GPN revenue. The category is seeing 26.9% year-over-year sales growth, also 14% U.S. consumption growth. The category kind of strategy across these brands collectively will be focusing on creating strong creative campaigns to drive brand awareness towards each of their unique selling propositions, expanding the channel distribution, and leveraging new product innovation. And moving over to the weight management category, and this is the SlimFast brand. It makes up 17.5% of the total GPN's revenue. It does have negative 8.5% year-over-year sales growth and negative 16.6% U.S. consumption growth. The good news is that in the last like two and a half years that Glambia has owned SlimFast, it has grown that business to be 45% bigger than the size it was before its acquisition. The bad news is that the weight management kind of weight loss category is in a major influx. SlimFast is getting overhauled with the focus being on broadening the brand appeal of SlimFast from diet to weight management also a refresh that will be supported by new brand and packaging design, new creative content, and new innovation in the second half of the year. And then the final kind of category is international direct-to-consumer, and this is made up of body and fit and level up. 6% of GPN's total revenue, it has sales growth of 20.6% year-over-year. 
The category strategy will be to drive penetration in existing and new markets, continue to invest in performance marketing, and integrate Level Up further into Glambia to further its growth. So I want to shift this kind of last third of the content into first kind of recalling something that I mentioned in the last few content pieces. Kind of a quick note around the possible 2022 mergers and acquisitions and kind of capital allocation. With the Glambia Ireland deal, with the co-op closing in Q2 of 2022, additional liquidity will be available to Glambia to increasingly focus on the global nutrition strategy and primarily invest in growth opportunities. This will give them the ability to stay aggressive with bolt-on smaller mergers and acquisitions opportunities, which I believe will continue to be mostly on the nutritional solution side. Now, I'm not going to run around and scream and say that I called the recent nutritional solutions bolt-on M&A because, frankly, it was an easy call. But I will also kind of say that it likely won't be the last deal of 2022. With the Glambia Ireland deal with the co-op now closed, the company has close to 1.5 billion USD in debt facilities available to them for deal making. That's a fuckload of untapped debt facilities. Another bolt-on mergers and acquisitions within nutritional solutions is very likely, but I'm more curious if Glambia takes a big swing on a brand within the Glambia performance nutrition side, or maybe... Do they look at the upcoming kind of carnage within the direct-to-consumer focused smaller niche health and wellness lifestyle supplement brands and grab a few that plug holes in the Glambia Performance Nutrition's portfolio? Lastly, I want to talk about the German activist investor Clearway Capital building a small stake in Glambia and kind of explain what that could mean for the global nutrition company. Like any activist investor, Clearway Capital believes the business is undervalued and subsequent changes are needed to be made by leadership to unlock additional shareholder value. The core ideas suggested by Clearway Capital are that Glambia should spin off its Glambia Performance Nutrition division into a standalone company with a dual listing in the United States and Ireland. Secondly, that the SlimFast brand strategy and positioning needs a major overhaul, which, as you kind of already heard, is already kind of in process by Glambia. So it's really just that spinoff idea that would need consideration. So here's my like hot take. Clearway Capital isn't entirely wrong, and it really aligns with comments I've made publicly for years in my content. Glambia Nutritionals plus Glambia Performance Nutrition brands should be more valuable together than the sum of the parts, but I'm not sure Glambia has ever really gotten aggressive enough in its business strategy to fully capture that. It will be interesting to see how this kind of plays out, but I'll leave you with something that I said on Twitter almost a year ago. This shouldn't be the time that Glambia is kind of slightly outperforming the category. It should be a time for them to insulate themselves from the supply chain chaos and put huge pressure on every other brand vendor in the industry. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 